Good morning, friends. I'm going to take you back to October 1st, 1975. I was living in Hong Kong, and thanks to a friend, I was able to watch what was called the Thrilla in Manila. That was the third and final boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Now, Ali won that fight by technical knockout after Frazier's uh, corner asked the referee to stop the fight following the end of the 14th round. The contest's name is derived from Ali's rhyming boast that the fight would be a killer and a thriller and a chilla when I get that gorilla in Manila. Now, you're probably wondering what that has to do with today's message. Well, today's message is titled Battle in the Beanfield. And we're going to go back in time to the days when David was king. Now, we all know he was a great leader of man. He combined in himself qualities of bravery, compassion, integrity that made other men kind of rally to his cause. The Bible tells us that within his army, which was pretty good, there were 30 super warriors who might in today's terms be called special forces. Uh, these guys were the best of the best, the strongest of the strong, uh, the, way, the ones who would not flinch under fire, the men that you could depend on if you were surrounded by the enemy. They were David's go-to guys when things got tough. Now, you can go to 2 Samuel 23, and it lists their names. <clears throat> but above the 30 were the three. These were the three soldiers who were the leaders of the 30. One man was named Josheb Bashabeth. Another was named Eliezer, and the third was named Shammah. Now, each man had risen to fame by virtue of a great victory won over overwhelming odds. Now, this morning, I would just consider the third man. He is Shammah. Now, the record, though brief, tells a pretty amazing story. This is in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 11 and 12. Next to him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Herorite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Now, at first glance, fighting the Philistines in a bean field, that's a field full of lentils, doesn't seem to rank up there with the landing on Omaha Beach or the Marines taking Iwo Jima. I mean, what was so significant about this encounter in the bean field? I mean, was it something about Shama, the bean field, or did it have something to do with someone or something else? Well, let's begin with a simple observation that Shama was a soldier. Now, every soldier knows that when you're outnumbered, you either retreat or you seek another position in order to even the odds. This usually means finding a place that is easily defensible, such as a mountaintop or a cave or a valley with a narrow opening. And that way, even though you're outnumbered, you can make the terrain work for your advantage. Now, it seems that some of the Israelites didn't like the idea of fighting the Philistines in the middle of a bean field. Uh, they favored making a strategic withdrawal to a better location, but not Shammah. He was one of David's best warriors. He wasn't stupid, but neither did he give ground to this bunch of Philistines. Now, why is that? Not if you've never been out in a bean field. I mean, go up to Illinois or someplace where they plant beans and walk on that bean field for a moment. Generally, large, flat field, no cover, no place to hide. And the bean vines are almost knee-deep. I mean, your feet get tangled up if you move. 
I mean, wherever you stand up, the enemy sees you, and you're an instant target. The enemy can attack from all sides at once in whatever numbers they can muster, so it's easy to find yourself surrounded by people who would rather kill you than to say, Hi, how are you doing? The bean field is thus a difficult place to fight a battle, with the situation made worse by the fact that most of Shama's brothers have hightailed it to the hills where they can establish a proper defensive position. There doesn't seem to be much here that would encourage Shama or anyone else to make or take a stand and defend the ground against this band of Philistines. Now, it's been said that sometimes you choose your battles, sometimes your battles choose you. Now, David chose Shama as one of the three because when the battle chose him, he didn't run away. He stood and defended the ground, even though it wasn't a good place to fight. So, what's left for Shama? Well, most of his army has fled. The area is infested with Philistines, and even the terrain favors the enemy. Now, why did Shama take a stand against the Philistines when everything he could see, hear, and touch was clearly against him? Well, there are many possible answers to that question, but I think Shama stood and fought because he knew that if he gave up the bean field, he'd still have to fight the Philistines later anyway. You see, the more territory you give up, the more you're going to have to take back later. I mean, somewhere along the line, you've got to stop retreating. Sooner or later, you've got to join the battle. But So why not here and why not now? Now, if they take the bean field, pretty soon they'll go after the barley. If they take the barley, they'll take the corn. If they take the corn, they'll come after the sheep. And once they have the sheep, they'll slaughter the cattle. I mean, Philistines were not nice people. And they did not make war according to Robert's rules of order. They attack and attack and attack and attack until someone starts to fight back. Now that's what Shama did. Instead of running and hiding, he decided to fight back. Now from a worldly point of view, what he did was pretty stupid. I mean, it was, it was foolish at best. I mean, he dared to stand his ground amid challenges from every side. He, he didn't compromise with the enemy. He does not retreat from them. He doesn't establish a multicultural discussion team to help iron out the differences between Israel and the Philistines. He stood his ground, striking down the attacks, and the Lord brought about a great victory in that bean field. And you know something? It's always been that way for the people of God. Victory comes when we stand our ground. And I tell you, in these days, here it is, August the 1st, 2021, it's important that we stand our ground. And I want you to note here the perfect balance between our part and God's part. Now, what Shama did required courage. It says he took his stand in the middle of the bean field. It took faithfulness. He defended it. He took initiative. He struck the Philistines down. Now, then comes the victory. And it says, and the Lord brought about a great victory. Now, what made the difference? One man who refused to run away. One man turned the tide of the battle, and through him God brought about a great victory. Now let me ask you this question. What's the hardest part of winning that battle? Well, here's my answer. It's having the courage to take your stand in the middle of the field. If you can do that, the rest is easy. The hard part is not running away. Now, what's that all got to do with you and me in our church. 
Well, I think in many respects, your church, my church, is that bean field. We're located in areas that attract all types of modern-day Philistines who neither acknowledge the true God nor desire to obey his commandments. They have either not accepted or have outright rejected the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The moral and spiritual landscape of today is really relatively flat with no real high ground, recognized by all participants as being generally defensible. Now, faced with such a situation, the church, you and I as Christ followers, like Shama, must take a stand against the attacks that threaten the Christian values intended by God, intended by Jesus, and let's be honest, by America's founding fathers. We're out in the open today, and the battle is very real, and there we need to rely on God to bring about another great victory through us. That's life in the bean field. And frankly, I kind of like that. Like Shama of old, this is our bean field. It's not the easiest place to serve the Lord, but it's the only place we have. So we might as well stand and fight right here because if we run away, we're just going to have to fight somewhere else. See, these are exciting things ahead. I, I truly believe that God has called us to be a lighthouse of truth in this kind of prevailing uh, moral darkness. He's also called us to be a hospital of grace where the sick can come and find healing. But it's also a place of discipleship where people can come and grow spiritually. But let's not forget, it's also a place where an army of God marching forth with the gospel to the ends of the earth can win the battle. Now, someone has said that the future is as bright as the promises of God. And I believe that. And because I believe that, I'm excited about tomorrow. Friends, these are great days to be alive, great days to serve the Lord, and great days to be part of God's family. So, welcome to the bean field. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, and feel the passion. God bless.